Welcome to GB Talks, hosted by me, George Bamford, founder of Bamford Watch Department and Bamford London. In this podcast series, I'm going to explore what I call oddball watches. I'm chatting with some amazing people throughout the series about the world of watches. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if there is ever any watch you would like me or my guests to discuss, please do get in touch. Welcome to GB Talks. Today is going to be something a bit different. I've asked Simon Chambers, the man, the amazing man, who set up Bamford Watch Department with me, to ask me some questions instead of me asking someone some questions about the brand new Bamford B347. So I cannot wait to have a chat about this brand new chapter in Bamford London's history. Simon, I'm sitting comfortably. I cannot wait to hear what you're going to say to me. Come at me with some of these questions that I, I, I think we need to be talking about, the brand new B347. Well, George, uh, thank you very much for asking me on on this uh, GB Asks, although GB Gets Asked is more likely uh, to what it should be called. Um, it's been quite a voyage so far, um, setting up the business uh, over 18 years ago. And Jesus this is, Christ, 18 years. Yes, oh that God. means we're at least 18 years old mm, and the rest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're maturing nicely, I like to think. Yes, like, like a it, fine wine. Yes, or perhaps a stinky cheese. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, as I say, it's been a real voyage. And this latest watch is the culmination of that voyage so far. Uh, can you sort of remember how long ago this was when it was just a twinkle in your eye? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out because you and I have these times where we go, God, we'd love to create a watch. And I remember the so many different reiterations of this watch. I know it had to be a weird movement. I know it had to be something that I love. Um, I think after the success of the GMT, we were already, before we even finished off the development of the GMT, we already had this in our minds. George, I have to say, we are already always onto the next thing before we finish off one thing. So for <laughs> sure, this was certainly a twinkle in your eye before we finished and completed the launch of the, the GMT watch, which has been so successful for us. Um, I, I love the what you say, twinkle in my eye. It's, do you know, honestly, this is, it, it's, it's been a long time coming. And I think that's the great thing about this watch is it really has been a long time coming. But I would say to you as we put our foot down we as someone said you you've burnt the jet fuel um this year um we put our foot down i think it was covid and all of the all of the things that we were hitting into and i think we just was like let's get this going so what was the the vision behind this watch obviously the gmt's almost out of the way when you were thinking about this you were already on to the next the next project what was the the inspiration and the vision for this watch well look gmt for me that was one of the watches i needed to have in my life i needed a gmt in my life because i love the dual time at the time we launched the gmt i was traveling uh, well, as you know i, I traveled uh, so much and uh, you if you're looking at our social media you can see that i used to travel a hell of a lot but the GMT was one of those things. I, internal rotating bezel. I wanted two time zones. It was always that. That was our thing of like, we wanted to be able to talk to home and know that we didn't knock the bezel. The next movement 
it was more about movement. And I really loved the start-stop reset function of a mono pusher, or as I always put a single single push chronograph watch. And that was, the, I think, the iteration of it. The other thing is, I didn't want something that felt like it was one of the old pocket watches. You know, you and I don't like that. I don't think we like that. We, we I, I collect pocket watches, as Simon, you, you know that you've started off my addiction on, on pocket watches. But I think it was, we didn't want it to feel old hat. And we didn't want to feel like, you know, we're reinterpreting an old, old kind of style of it. Am I wrong, wrong on that? No, no, you're, you're, you're right there. I think everything you want to achieve is usually based on looking at the past, but to achieve a new future. Yeah. And I think that, I think from this watch, which obviously we're going to a bit more detail on, I think has been achieved um, by the use of the materials, the design, the aesthetic. Um, I think it's it's a elevation from the GMT um, and incredibly approachable at price point. Well, that's the other thing is, you know, for me, it is, a, you know, we can talk about price point. But for me, I, I know you and I always argue about price point. That's the, always the great <laughs> thing. But um, for me, I think this is one of those watches where it fits at the right price point. The what you say about looking at the past to create a future, I I. I think this sits alongside the GMT in such a great way. You know, the GMT uh, has been, you know, and is continuously being successful from the Popeye additions to our, our really successful navy blue and white um, GMT um, that really is keeps on knocking it out of the park. This is the next chapter, I, you know, and I say the next chapter in Bamford, London, but it really is. I mean, we, you and I have kind of been... I mean, we got the prototype of this watch um, in January, I think it was. And you mm, and I have yeah. kind of been geeking out on this. I mean, we got the dials and the hands, um, you know, all arrived from Switzerland. We were like going, oh, my God, this watch. And I, I was desperate. I think you and I were desperate to kind of show it. Yeah, I think uh, incredibly lucky that through through vision and design, like the GMT, there were hardly any real tweaks to be made. No. It was almost the complete watch from the get-go, from the first sample received. I, th I think the one modification we did do was the um, the pusher. We put the B three four seven etched into that in a wonderful, and I think that was the the nod. And I think the crown with the eight. I think those two things were the modification of the crown and the pusher because, you know, and then I think that's why you and I even moved the packaging. Um, to sit at an odd angle when you put the watch in. So you can see the only place that it says it is the B347 is on the pusher. And can you remind us the the eight, the significance of the eight on the crown? Well, I, I yes. Simon, I, I'm, liking, I'm liking this question. Um, for me, I always loved, um, firstly, I like the infinity. Um, I've got a very good friend that is totally obsessed with eight. But I wanted to have a B on the crown. And I, you and I were always wanting to have this Bamford B on the crown. And I just thought to myself is an eight, no matter what direction you put it, there will always be a B. And so we always wanted to have it. So then the eight becomes that B. Um, and I always loved that. Yeah. And also, as you mentioned, the, the detailing on the, the push push button um, with the, the signature 
um, B three four seven. Come on, let, let's get the let the cat out of the bag. B three four seven. Do you know? I never, I never will tell anyone. I, we we registered the name B three four seven, and I think it was you and I talking about it. And I was driving along the motorway, and the only thing I'm going to say to you is everyone needs to look at number plates of UK cars. And when you see these number plates and you think about number plates, this is one of those things that why B347 is B347. But I'm going to say to you, whoever's listening to this, and I hope I hope there's tons of people, um, you know, give us our, the best answers for B347. Because for me, it is something that I, I'm i going to keep really close to me. I, there's one or two journalists that have figured it out. There's some others that haven't. But for me, this is something that I think, it, it's just something I love as the na- name of the watch. So I guess if I was to see a number plate on a car, B347, and interpret that into a word, that's what you're saying. It's, yeah. It, okay, right. So that's that's kind of my idea on it. Um, you know, for me, this watch has has its own kind of tune, and I think that's always the thing about this is it's you know you think about something that is you know the metronome of life. It's kind of like, and that's what I love about the chronograph, and that's that was my whole thing of of the naming of this watch. Um, it isn't to do with the movement. It isn't to do with a few other things. It is to do with something else. Yes. Uh, well, I'm not going to give the game away. I nearly did then, but no, it's it's, <laughs> it's for others to to come up with their interpretation of what it what it is and uh, what it means. Uh, to them or to us um, no I mean it's it's a fantastic watch I mean we've both been wearing it for some time now yeah. as we do obviously with any watch that's developed here in the business as do the watchmakers everyone it's a small team and we all have a chance to to review to um, give input feedback and it's really important that this is um, you know whilst it's your vision it, it then comes it gets analyzed by everyone in the business and gets looked at well, um, I think that's the same. Look, I'm wearing the Banff Aqua Blue Accent uh, B347. You're wearing the Reverse Panda. Yes. Now, the interesting thing is, I didn't like the Reverse Panda when we saw it on screen. And I remember you and the watchmakers all saying, we have to do a rever- Reverse Panda. And it was one of these things where I was, I was, I was like, this is not us. I, you know, can we do a Aqua Blue Reverse Panda? Can we do whatever? And anyway, well, hold this that watch, thought. who knows what's coming out next? Well, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Never. But what I would say to you is that reverse panda and this Bamford Aqua Blue accented watch, these two are for me, they're, they're heroes. They're heroes out of the, out of the collection. It's, it's a great watch. It's um, uh, 41 mil. But the thing is, it's, it's matte forged carbon. So it, What's interesting is, and I'm wearing black today, so everything, I always look skinnier in black. So that's, the watch looks a little bit smaller. I know, Simon, you're, you're laughing when I say <laughs> I look skinnier in black. But but what I was saying is the watch wears a lot smaller. And that's what I wanted to happen is I wanted to have something like the GMT. 
The GMT is a unisex watch. My wife wears it. I wear it. My wife's friends wear it. Um, my mother even wears the GMT. And the same with the B347. It is the same idea. I, I want it to be that it can go on anyone's wrist. I, I think that was our kind of main um, goal for this watch is never to feel like it's kind of like you're wearing a big honking watch. Well, the, the balance of weight, when you just hold the watch in your hand with the, the rubber uh, strap which has been designed and created specifically for this watch um, and the, the buckle, the whole balance in the hand is a really nice weight. It's reassuring in some ways but not overly heavy yeah. um, and it just fits like a glove on the wrist with the rubber strap which just, just contours the, the wrist superbly. And that's the other thing. So we, we you and I had this thing about rubber straps and we were kind of going back and forth and we were like, what do we think? And it's this vulcanized rubber. We really wanted to look at this vulcanized rubber and we wanted to get something that felt good. You know, I think you and I, we really do um, kind of sweat the little details. I, I remember the amount of rubber straps we brought in and different concepts and different feelings. And, and this was something that we really, really looked at and, and even the detail on it. Um, and the great thing is, this watch, you can have multiple colored rubber straps. So I, I, there's a yellow, a red. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of it. The green. Yeah, the green. Yes. Khaki. That's green. stunning. Um, and there is. And the, uh, Signature aqua. Well, there is an aqua. Um, Simon's just let out the cat out Oops. of the bag because the aqua hasn't been released yet. Thank you, Simon. I didn't read the memo. <laughs> um, but it is also, um, it's coming with uh, Kodura straps and leather straps as well. So we are, we are bringing a whole range of straps for this watch that all of them look amazing. I mean, really, it suits the watch. Um, there will be multiple wrist shots of them in, in the um, different straps. Um you know, you and I wanted to launch this watch at the beginning of summer, and that was something that I was desperate to do. Um, there was a delay, um, as uh, as uh, we realised that we we um, you know there was movements and there was other things that were the delay on on uh, and on this. But that was the great thing is it's given us some time to add more to this more to this watch. The straps is one of the big things we really have added a plethora of straps because we think actually this strap is a really great strap it's a it's a great feeling strap you know i've 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 been lucky to be on holiday uh, for a couple of days and i was jumping in and out of the sea with this watch and it was just one of those things that you know with most rubber straps it does it feels odd on underneath and you kind of have that sweaty feel this doesn't work if you you know you and i were constantly looking at this and that's why we put the big ridges underneath to make sure that it wicked away water yeah no it's incredibly comfortable to wear um it's just uh, sort of watch in harmony with the wrist really um it's just uh, it sits there perfectly whatever size of wrist from what i've seen uh, as I say, we have a small team, but then they're all different, various shapes and sizes. Um, and this seems to, to suit everyone. You do a lot of sport in yours. And, and yeah. you know, uh, you're one of those people that is absolutely active. And, you know, I've been cycling a lot. Um, I am promoting my John and Groats to Land's End cycle that's happening soon. But no, I'm not talking about it. But you are an absolute sportsman and you've been wearing this watch and you always come off and you say, I'm so surprised about how good that strap feels. It just, it, it, the, the watch feels invisible in, in the way that, you know, playing racket sports, 
you know you want something that's not overly heavy and it just feels absolutely perfect on the wrist i just don't know it's there until i you know check the time to make sure i'm not going to be chucked off court uh but it, it is a great watch for sport and you know it's it's robust um yeah like all the watches i love wearing them irrespective of the the circumstances and this this lives up to to being worn in in all, all uh, sort of environments now the thing is we we talk about an odd movement and you know so let's get back to oddball watches but this is not an oddball watch the movement is odd now for me mono pusher so single push chronograph watch you know i i where we were inspired by this watch was and it sounds very strange we i've got a desk clock it's a breitling desk clock now you've got to realize that Banff watch department was built the first ever watch that um i i basically stripped and tried to put back together was a uh, Breitling Navitimer. And this desk clock was a mono pusher desk clock. And it sits on my desk. And I was always loving the idea of this mono pusher. And I loved it in stopwatches. I love it in the whole idea of, of mono pusher. So for us, when we were looking at this, we were like, it can't be the standard chronograph because the thing is you look at standard chronographs and they fit into Oh, I've seen that before. And I love the idea of a mono pusher because it doesn't feel that way. And this Salita 510, um, sorry, SW510 um, movement for me is a robust. It's a great movement. Salita is a very, very good movement manufacturer. I'm, you and I have a very, very good relationship with them. And to do this as a mono pusher, it was something that I really wanted to do. Yeah, and exactly. Getting a Swiss uh, brand, a Swiss movement uh, on board was was important for the next stage of the the watches like we have with the GMT. It's a Swiss movement. This had to be Swiss. Um, it had to be Swiss made as well. Yes, and exactly. That, that, that was our major thing was we, we were like, we have to be Swiss made. We have to jump up. And, and you know, Forge Carbon, I, I, I just have this thing about Forge Carbon. No, it's well. It's as you mentioned earlier. It's a matte forged carbon, so it's not glossy. It's got a wonderful, um, it just wonderful uh, look to it. Uh, it doesn't jump out, but it's very. It looks just like it's robust. It's engineered. Um, it's retro in style, but at the same time, it's modern. So yeah, uh, you and I always always talk about retro modern. I think you're totally right. I think it has some. There's something historic in in some of the design ethos. Look, you know, redesigning a watch, it, it is quite a, a or designing a brand new watch. It, it it is one of those things that is interesting because it was a great journey that you and I went through of different case styles. We we wanted a circular dial, but we wanted to have something that felt a little bit different. Um, and that's kind of with this also, you know, the integration of the rubber strap, that was something that we were constantly looking about. How does that rubber strap fit into the case and, and can we get it so then it, it really does look good on the rubber strap and quick release of course yeah so it's a quick release rubber strap so that, that and also all the straps are quick release because that's the thing is that we want people to personalize this watch i, th I think you're right on that yeah i mean the, you know what i've got here would look equally good on a white strap um Ooh. as yeah. as yours would look equally good on a aqua strap even though at the moment they wear both on black yeah. um but they'll look really cool with, with mixing it up with color certainly during the summer and uh uh, months and now, the thing I'm going to just jump into why we've also chosen the mono pusher and there's something I, I think when you look at a mono pusher there is look 
chronograph functions, you know, it's stop, start, reset. That's one of our things is stop, start, reset. But a normal chronograph, you can stop, start on one function and then reset on the bottom function. Now, when I'm looking at timing, if let's say a car's going round or something or, or you're swimming in laps or any of those things, you want to just go start, stop and reset. That's how I, I think about it. Now, I'm sure there's people out there that go, no, no, I want to time multiple times or I want to do it and something like that. For me, I would say go for a split second chronograph if you are going to go that route. This for me is the most functional, simple way of doing start, stop, reset. Would you agree on that? No, absolutely. And I think the joy of this, um, you know, with chronographs and, and this particular is the wonderful noise of the click, yeah, the, I'm the, just, I'm just the pressure of the, that you feel. There's something, I don't need to be timing anything to enjoy this watch and the functions. I can just literally, usually whilst being talked to about new things, I can just switch off and I can just hit the, the button. So, what, so, and, so basically when I talk and, to you, you're, you're playing with the watch. Okay, it's great. Just, Th- it is thanks, a wonderful, Simon. I would say an executive toy, a stress buster. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I've never uh, heard of a watch being a stress buster, but yes, no, you're totally right. Yeah, but here, but well, I'm just doing it for our listeners. Um, this is what I love the sound of. Oh, oh orgasmic. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I've never heard that from you, but um, but it is. It feels good on the wrist, and and that's the thing is when you feel that feel that. Do it one more time, go on. Oh no, I'm not. No, I'm in a room with you, Simon. Please. No. Yes, but no. So and so it's due to launch. Already launched. It launched yesterday. Uh, where did it launch? Well, this has been an absolutely amazing thing. Um, we previewed this watch with Hodinkee um, a, f- uh, a few months ago, um, quite a few months ago, and it was great. They just went to us and said, "Let's let's do this. Let's let's be your retail partner for this for the first initial launch." Um, and and so it's exclusive at Hodinkee for the next month. And the, I, I, as well as on... On, oh, our, no, on our website, on yes. Our website. Sorry, sorry, as, of course. But, but I'm great, blown away about being at Hodinkee. Absolutely. You know, what, what a treat. What's amazing there is that the watches themselves, Hodinkee, have the stock in the US. Yeah. So for US uh, clients purchasing yeah. our watch... They won't need to import it themselves. Yeah. Hodinkee have it. It's it's all taken care of. And uh, it's, so dispatch will be pretty swift. And yeah. so people should be wearing this by the weekend. I Honestly, I can't wait to see this on people's wrists. That will, for me, you know, I, of course, any time that you're delivering a new watch to the market, you're always worried. You know, I know I'm, I have panicked nights. I have, I've, I've had a few sleepless nights up to the run of this. Um, first time that we showed to Hodinkee, I think I had three nights where I didn't sleep at all because I was worried about what would they think? Do they like it? All those different things. You know, there is, there is that thing of like, you have the fear factor. Will someone like it? But I cannot wait. If I see this on someone's wrist and already, 
um, you and I um, know that it is one or two clients that are desperate to have this watch because we've been wearing it when we had client meetings um, and they've been like, oh, can I buy that watch off your wrist? And we're like, it's not launched yet, please. Uh, but the great thing is this is one of those watches that we're already feeling that there is a good response. Oh, absolutely. There's sales in the can already uh, from those, those few clients that have had that have seen it in advance. Um, which is a great sign. It's, it's just a validation of, of what's been created here. Um, so this is the next watch in the in the future, uh, Bamford, Bamford London, with uh, the Mayfair started out, yeah. and uh, Mayfair Sport, the Mayfair Date, yeah. the GMT, the B three four seven, and the what's next. <sighs> Um, do you know, I, it sounds strange. I, I, I said this after um, the Tag Heuer launch of the Acura Racer and I said, I'm going to sleep. Um, I think that um, there is always something next because you and I, I, I have um, a family motto and it's called Jamais Contente. Um, and I, and I, honestly, I don't pronounce that right, but it's never content. It's always striving for something more. It is one of the worst bugbears of your existence uh, working <laughs> alongside me, Simon, and my existence, and I think my family's existence. But what I would say to you is that I'm always looking for something. I'm always going, what would I do? How would I do it? I think there is there is another world that we need to be looking into. Um, and you and I are looking at those worlds. But I think to myself is that this watch needs to breathe. It needs to be loved. And, and it, it is absolutely loved by me. I hope that our listeners will love it as much as I love it. Um, you know, I love this watch and I think it will it'll breathe. There is and now, um, I, you know, there will be some other permutation because this is this is our world. So we we, we will be doing some other things on this watch um, because we have to. It's yeah. it's it's one of those. You, we're going to show the love to this watch. Um, well, as a business, we're all about the color and the personalization. That personalization isn't available on this watch at this point, but at some point I it think, will be. I think a while off. Uh, but I think that, that what, what is in the can in terms of the designs offers enough choice yeah. for someone to, you know, fall in love with it. Yeah, there's two colour combinations to start off with. And for me, both of them are... are I, I love the colour combinations. That reverse panda, I keep on looking at your wrist and I'm looking at that reverse panda and I'm like going, that looks absolutely stunning. And then I'm looking at my aqua blue one and, you know... Honestly, it's amazing. I'm, I'm wearing my master dynamic headphones that are black and aqua blue, and and I've got I've got this black and aqua blue, and I'm sitting in in the uh, in the office uh, or in client room too uh, behind Dor uh, the Dorchester. So, I mean, Jesus Christ, this is an amazing amazing day. Yeah, certainly is. Look, Simon, thank you for coming to do the questions. You always want to be behind the scenes. So this is the first time I've pulled you forward and said, <laughs> can you come and do this with me? Because I think that it is us working together, doing this together and actually being in a, in a way. This watch for me is one of the babies that I really want to hopefully deliver in the right way. Or hopefully we have. Thank you so much, Simon. Thank you very much. Simon, as always, thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening to this. We hope you like the watch. Darren Michael, our producer, as always, thank you very, very much. Stay here to listen to more GB Talks. <laughs>